Welcome to episode 138 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamia. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Wow. You hear that? You know. You know what that means. Oh, you were screaming and partying. <laughs> I was out too late. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and, you know, when you... I open my eyes in the morning and go, oh, God. Like, you can just feel it's coming. Like, you're just like, this is, you're too old. You can't do this. And, um, but I had so much fucking fun Aww. last night. We went to see, um, okay, I used to go downtown in my 20s. And you, we would always go see the same band. I don't remember the name of the band. It was like a father and son. They'd, but it was all cover songs, right? They played yeah. everything. Okay. And I was a hu- I'm a huge Counting Crows fan, and they used to play <gasps> Counting Crows all the time. I love the Counting Crows. I know. I my God. I fuck- Next time they come, let's <gasps> go. Please, for the love but, of like, God. But let's get like VIP front row seats. I mean, okay. I don't know how much I don't know how much that yeah. is, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I used to go. To- okay, so the, but the bands that we saw last night were specific cover bands, right? So I, one of them was called Subliminally doubt subliminal doubt or something like that sublime and the other one was called the other one was called the chili poppers (laughs) and at first I was like what are we doing what are we doing it wasn't sublime it was no doubt cover band oh oh wait it was called subliminal (laughs) right yeah so we're outside and the music starts and I was like Oh, it, what? And we go in and the girl looks like Gwen Stefani. Back then, does she have the... She's got the plaid pants that oh are low. Oh my God. She's got the, like the crop top thing. She's got this, the longest, like biggest white blonde ponytail. Oh God. Well, I remember when she used to have the tiny. When, you remember yes, like... Yes, yes, This was like mid, no doubt, right? Yeah. Like, like it was, she looked adorable, but it was great. And I was like, but they played just no doubt songs. So oh, it was like a so, very like... Yeah. But they dressed like them. It was was crazy the dressing like them is a little weird that's what i was thinking I'm it's like, a little weird like it's one thing cover the song but dressing is yeah, like i thought the same thing but i think it was like it's an experience maybe yeah. and i think so like in a lot of that kind of 90s yes late 90s like that style is is yeah she looked cool as fuck i yeah. thought she looked so fucking cool and then she, they said she said they're from orlando and i was like you know what orlando is such a put on a costume kind of yeah. vibe you it's know what i mean crazy place, it really. is but it's like a, you know, it's fucking wild then we went down to the front because i i really you know i love chili peppers i do yes. i do and you know oh. who hates them so much is rob from that record got me high oh yeah anytime he can fucking slam them he does which is hilarious <laughs> but i think it's just because we were so young when it came out that it's kind of in my blood or something yeah, i remember seeing them you know back oh my in, god in their heyday i don't think i was they're trying to think if i had ever seen them if i did they must have been with somebody else you know i i think one of the shows i saw them out it was like a black crows yeah uh chili peppers concert I, you know they're gonna be here next week with the strokes yeah it's hot so anyway they come on the same Ooh. thing it's like they look like them like the bass player had a bald head and no shirt on. Like oh nobody's wearing God. shirts. And the, but like that's a little like I feel like it's do the so song, crazy. But, but don't like just completely copy. Yeah, everything. I mean I put a bit. I'll show you this video I have. But like even this lead singer, he was wearing glasses, so I feel like if he took his the sunglasses off, he probably wouldn't look like Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> but he looked like Anthony Kiedis, and he was doing these like like he was mugging, and I was like. He fucking totally is even behaving like yeah, Anthony Kiedis. That's weird. That's I know, weird. That's I know. Weird. I know. But I was fucking into it only because the songs sound like oh, yeah. the fucking Chili Pepper. <laughs> oh my god! It was crazy. It sounds fun. Though. It was. Listen, it sounds like a good night. I, I fucking love live music so much, but you know, I'm also like weary of it all. Like I, 
I don't know. Then we're walking out of there and I just forget that, you know, 21 looks like you're 12. And so these girls and the guys yeah, look like babies. babies. Yeah, they're babies. Like, what are they doing out here? <laughs> what are they doing? They're doing what we were doing. Yeah. Getting into trouble. And then I was driving <laughs> home thinking, thank God I am not like 20 again out there. Like, I don't want to be like yeah. there. I'd love to be yeah. 20. Like, hi, my skin. But yeah. I don't want to be 20. <laughs> At the club trying yeah. to, you know, meet someone. Oh, my God, those Fuck. days. Jesus. Oh, like like we would do wild things, right? I mean, you you would, right. We would do things that, yes. you know, our mothers would be like, what the fuck are what, you doing? Oh, my God. Or our children would be Very like, what did you do? Choices. Yeah. Poor bad, choices. Bad, bad, bad. Poor anyway. choices. It's a wonder we're even here. I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> How did we survive? We're very lucky. I don't know. I mean, are these kids just as wild? Yes. I don't, you I know. I think that they are. I don't know. But- you know, we didn't have cell phones. Nobody was videotaping that shit. Nobody yes. was like, you know what I mean? Thank God. Oh, girl. <laughs> girl. Oh, my God. I All would right. be under, I don't know where I'd be. We have uh, a lot to discuss. We have a lot to discuss. Well, I only have really a couple of things because um, right after this, we're going to record a little muck that will yes. come out on Friday, two days after this one. Um, let me give you a date just so we are all clear on uh, September 2nd, yep. our little muck will come out. We're going to talk to Lindsay Pollard. She's an amazing, amazing, I'm going to call her a politico yeah. in Florida. She's very well known. She's uh, works for candidates. She has her own um, she has company her own, Yeah, she has, where they, where they work in on uh, a lot of boards. Yeah. Like she does. She's, she's like the example of someone like doing the work. Yeah. And the thing I love most about Lindsay Pollard is that she is very like, level-headed where I'm yes. like well what about this and what about this she's like mm, nobody cares about that yeah. like she's just like it doesn't matter like things that I'm passionate about she's like nope doesn't doesn't matter to voters like this kind of thing isn't gonna yeah. work and she's very much very she strategic knows, she, knows she knows the, the business game. yeah, yeah she so knows the business of politics we're gonna have her come on and talk about the wins the losses the things yes. that we what we can do moving forward uh, as far as going towards November and so we could talk more in depth about that on the little muck, but we can discuss like some of like the our wins. happinesses yes, and our losses, I mean, our, our sadnesses. Val Demings. Val Demings. Well, oh. that was a that was a fucking shoe in anyway. Mean, but we still, just need her in November. But still, it's no, exciting. it's fucking exciting. I um, think she can win. I think she can oh, beat Marco she, Rubio. I, I know she can. And and even on she, primary that day background, like uh, she yeah. is. But the primary on the primary on primary day, Marco Rubio sent an email out saying that his his. To his supporters, I yeah. guess that his He's his losing. campaign needs money. They're He's struggling. Losing. They need money. Good. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait to which never I don't even think is true. Face again. He's so full of it. They have so much shit. money. He's a piece of shit. Uh, Moskowitz won our beloved yes. uh, Ted Deutsch. Very seat. happy about that. I voted for him. I voted for him. I like Me Ben Sorensen. I think he's a. I think it, he is a good person. I really believe I've met Ben Sorensen. I've talked to him yeah. several times. I think he's a good I guy. I really don't like the way he ran his campaign. It was very disappointing for me. And that's kind of why when I was in, you know, I don't really want to talk about everybody I voted for, but right. like that's when I w voted for him. I thought this to me, it was like, first of all, my beloved Ted Deutsch endorsed yes. Moskowitz. That yeah. says a lot to me because you know how much I love him. Yeah. And then also the way Ben ran that camp. I don't know it was Ben who ran the campaign, but he certainly went along with his campaign people. And it was not okay. To try to link Moskowitz to DeSantis was fucking bullshit. And I will say that I know people um, in my own life who, yep. uh, who, who voted the you know it worked differently than me because of yeah, that it worked because there were of, because everybody of what was called or what was said to me was well there's the stink of DeSantis yeah. and I'm like no that's it not worked. actually really 
you know, know and what? then trying to ex- and and I get it, I get I it, I get it too. But that's and that's also what they're doing with Charlie Chris now. They're going to try to put the stink of Biden on Charlie Chris. Yeah. But, but everybody who one second, but everybody who who was like, who should I vote for, Sorensen or Moskowitz? I'm like, listen, Moskowitz was endorsed. Right, he's really like the best person for the job, in my opinion. Um, and they're like, oh, but 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 he worked for DeSantis. And I'm like, motherfucker, like this shit is working. Yeah, it's working. He Sorensen went to my mother's door, and the one of the first things he said to her when he knocked on doors was. You know, he worked for DeSantis. He's friends with DeSantis. And my mother was like, really? And I was like, mom, like, it's so fucked up. Yeah. I don't like it. It's I don't like it. It's not the full story. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's not. But that's politics, right? You take, you take, yeah, like one clip, you take a sound bite, you take something and, and you can just run with that. And once it's out there in the world, you can't put it back. And and I, I don't know if Moskowitz, uh, you know, there's things that you should counter and there's things that you should ignore like you shouldn't have to like explain yourself away but DeSantis chose him he was a state rep and DeSantis chose him to run the emergency like the COVID, uh, you know, well, it was emergency management, emergency management position. It was before COVID then COVID hit. And thank, thank God, God Jared Moskowitz was there. He was the one in the entire administration fighting for us to have testing sites, fighting for us to get vaccinations, fighting for people to get masks. Like he, but Ben Sorensen sent him a text, a text thanking him for all the hard work he was doing. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous, but then attacks him, turns it around. It's yeah. fuck. It was, that's bullshit. We shouldn't be doing that. No. And, and I want to say, you know, I'm going to jump to the Charlie Chris thing yep. and our lovely Nikki Freed didn't win. And I was really surprised at by how much she lost. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, the one thing that I really admire is that she immediately, yeah, immediately was like, Hey, I lost, but I support Charlie Chris a hundred percent. We need to get on board. Like, you know, she understands the need. She understands that we need to be descent at the end of the day. We have to defeat DeSantis. And I was like, you know what? That's like, she was with him like that night immediately, yeah, you know? Of course. Yeah. And I thought, hey, like you could, she, she didn't have to sort of go all in the way that she did. Well, she's a class act. Yeah. She always has. I mean, I mean, you know. So I, I, I think that's great. And I think it's important, you know, like, because. Well, it's I not. I swear to God, if DeSantis can't win, I'm so, there aren't that's re- like it's you not get like through one was- anxiety with one election only to have like another set of like it never ends yeah it never well ends. i i the thing i appreciated which i think is i believe is true is that i really feel like she kind of pushed him to the left a little bit more than he usually would with charlie you know she's very it, it progressive and i there. think that he had to get he had to get to the left now that being said i'm fucking furious <laughs> like i am fucking mad and um I've lived here most of my life. We moved here when I was two. So I can say I'm a Floridian proudly. And uh, I have seen Charlie Chris since high school. All right. I've seen this since college. I've seen this. I've been around and seen Charlie Chris for decades. My daughter was like two or three of the last time he ran for governor. Like I and he shouldn't have run then. Because he had just been our governor as a Republican, and then and, the next and, and four years later runs as him. a Democrat. He was sw- flip flopping. Go listen yeah. to the episode where I cover Charlie Chris. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> crazy. Not to mention, I don't. I mean, we've already brought. I've brought this up several times, but I didn't tell you what happened at a party I went to that night. Oh, this is random. I go to a party on election night. 
Charlie Crist's face comes up on the screen in the news that he won this primary. And this bartender who nobody knows, eh, probably our age, yeah. rough looking like surfer dude, uh, married. He had a ring on. And I think he talked about his wife at some point because we were all sitting around. And he's like, I was like, oh, right. And he goes, oh, I met him at a party. He was bartending at a party. He gave me his card with his personal cell phone number. Said if I ever need anything. Oh, Hi. Okay, this is like the night Charlie won. This is already like, do you see what I'm saying? Like it's already, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like if you think that that kind of stuff is not going to start coming up, like this guy's random. He's like, whatever. Right. There's other things. Like this is the shit I'm talking about. <sighs> and I can't, I, I still, I'm doing my best. I'm, I, listen, I want to Santis out full stop. I mean, like that's that it. race that's is, it. it is the most important race. I just want him out. He will get my vote. I just need to get there. But this is the kind of inauthentic kind of bullshit that I'm talking about. Like, I can't, he never doesn't come across as authentic to me at all. And I think it's because he's so buried in it. Yeah. You know, and that, so it, yeah. that bothers me. And it also bothers me that as Floridians, like, we just go, well, this is the this is our nominee. And I'm like, we please, God, can we, for the love of the fucking state and every minority here every woman here every child here start giving a shit about who the fuck is on the bench to be the next governor i know it's true can we please give a fuck about but that we can't do that as democrats so that charlie chris doesn't <laughs> climb out from under fucking whatever slimy rock he's under to run for governor again like why is why oh do we keep putting goodness. up the same person the I same know. person the same person who loses? Like, can we please, like, for the, the I truth. want him I to mean, win. I'm knocking on all the fucking wood. I want him to win. But my God, we deserve so much fucking better. We deserve him. Gavin Newsom, God bless oh, him, please. governor of California. He takes $100,000 yeah. out of his campaign. I believe he said it was out of his campaign. And donates it to Charlie Chris this week. Because right? he can't stand... Because he hates DeSantis. He can't stand DeSantis. And I think he wants to run against DeSantis in 24. Yeah, but, and, and thank but God. But the speech, the little fucking clip that he fucking... You know what? You know what, bitch? I'm going to fucking play it because okay. it's so fucking good. Okay, you ready? Yes, I want to hear this. this up. It's so fucking good. But this is an example of somebody we need to run against DeSantis. This is this is a kind of fucking, what, when I say it's real, like you hear it in the tone of his voice. This like when I met Hillary Cassell and she talked to me for five minutes Ooh. and I said, oh, fuck, she's real. Like yes. that, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about when I look for in politicians. All right, anyway. I like Charlie Chris and I, I, I don't like bullies. You want to ask what my why is in life I don't like bullies I don't like people that demean people I don't like people that talk down to people I didn't like what DeSantis said about Fauci that he may disagree with them but to call someone pejorative terms because they're short I mean, who the hell raised these guys what kind of people are they I mean I know all of us had to you know sit there and suck it up and take Trump's demonization but not everybody has to act like him I mean literally I, I remember growing up and folks would have their mouths washed out with soap if they talk like this i got four kids i don't want these guys being models you're attacking lgbt community you're attacking women i mean this guy's so extreme you rape and incest ron DeSantis talks about freedom and a young girl's raped by her father doesn't have the right to her own body to make her own decisions spare me freedom there's no freedom there's no choice so yeah i'm standing up this as a human being Got to use those dollars, and I hope others of you send money to send a message that uh, if that's the future of the damn Republican Party, this country's in real trouble. Oh, bro. 
Okay, I, I had got goosebumps. Go- me, too. I did too. me too. Me too. Got goosebumps. Oh my god. He's fucking right. He's fucking right. This is send who we your need money. To run. If you are listening to this anywhere else, send your money to a candidate in Florida. <clears throat> oh my god, I'm gonna choke on my fucking. I'm gonna choke. Send the Charlie money to the Charlie Chris, Chris campaign, please, <laughs> <laughs> please, because that's the race. I, my mom's uh, Val Demings is important. Yes, Val Demings is yes. important. If you have extra dollars, give it to yes. Val Demings. But fuck, because but to me. The governor's race is important. Rick Scott well, and Marco Rubio make votes. They go to D.C. They do these votes. They, it says Florida next to their name. It impacts nationally. I get it. But what the fuck is happening here stops and starts with the fucking governor's mansion. Right. And we need that to stop. And along with that, because I, I heard the lovely uh, Jason Pizzo and Lauren Book mm. the other night, and they said something really important, too, that the governor's seat, incredibly important, but our state... Senate seats are very important too because if we don't have the Senate's uh, in Florida, we don't have like they can if 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 Chris wants to veto something, they can stop the veto. Yeah, like the Senate's always been the most important, and it always it always was the place you know where the shit would fucking stop. It was so always the what, place where I'm that would happen. I'm hoping that we can get some something to happen there so that it evens it out, right? Evens yes. it out a little bit. I mean, God, that's like I'm trying to give a little. Like, just even it out. Yeah. I know that we can't have a landslide there, but if we could just even it out and have some Listen, sense, Gillum, some Gillum, sense. Gillum was like, what, 0.02%, I yeah. think it was, behind DeSantis. 0.02%. It votes. It's fucking, roughly. so don't tell me, Gillum was the most progressive motherfucker I've seen ever right. run for office. Right. If we're that close to the progressive candidate, which is why I thought Nikki could fucking beat DeSantis, yeah. uh, we can win. And if Charlie's middle of the road, moderate Republican light, we can fucking win. I think we can. So I'm we have to make the, this happen. The, the, the new redistricting, you know, I'm, There's I'm worried. There's a punishment. I'm worried. Well, let's talk about, let's just give shout uh, out to the people that we love that won. Yes. Hillary motherfucking yes. Cassell. Holy yes. shit. Woo! So Hillary Cassell. Oh my God. I love this woman. I love oh my Clay. God. I love Todd. These are the two gentlemen but that he was running against. But how wonderful did they all sort of end the yes. night too? They're, they're very, they're, they're sweethearts. It's yes. a great district. It's a state house seat. I'm so fucking I am so excited, excited for, for her. I'm so excited. I went to her, her. I went to the Lauren Book party and then I went to the Hillary Cassell's house for her party and it was fucking exciting. You uh, could feel the electricity uh, in the fucking air. It's so exciting. P.S. This Lauren Book. All right. She uh, comes into the her party, which by the way, was incredible. This restaurant uh, was incredible. Oh, I met Alonzo Morning. I'm sorry. Hey. I just want to throw that out. I see this beautiful man standing in the corner before the press conference and I was like, I looked at him and I was like, hmm. And I moseyed over and I was like, do I know you? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. And I go, are you Alonzo Morning? And he goes, yes. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I think he knows her dad. I think he lives out That's in Pepper so Pines. Oh, he's very oh, cute. But Lauren Book. So yeah, she comes oh. in and she gives me a hug and she says in my ear, I know there's been some things. So she, she said, I'm, I, I'm very happy that you're here. It means the world to me, but mostly because I know there's been some things that you didn't agree with or didn't like whatever, like you weren't on the same page with me. So it means everything to me that you're oh, here. And I was like, oh my God, like, maybe she did hear some stuff on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What? what but you know what? Yeah. Look at this bitch. Look at this fucking shirt. Lauren Ooh, Book, yes. Lauren Book. She's incredible. Oh my God. I mean, Lauren Book. I mean, Dude, we had... her speech was fucking wildly <sighs> good. Wildly fucking good. And I'm standing next to Emma. At one point she's like, and when Emma Collum calls you, answer the phone. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Gonna shout out in her fucking speech. It was fucking. Uh, so did Alfredo. It's yes, like the dolphins. The dolphins. It was so fucking good. I know. I I I, I, w- I wasn't able to go because I'm on you know teacher time. But <laughs> um, 
I watched the Ugh. videos and I was just excited for her. And then, of course, we have our lovely Chev, who's. Oh, of course, Chev. And Derek Campbell. Derek Campbell won Marie election. Woodson. Oh, like, Marie, oh, yes. And in Miami, we had a fucking Democrat named James Bush III who. Uh, told Alfredo to his face when Alfredo went up there for LGBTQ days that there are no, L there's nobody gay or anybody who has HIV who lives in his district. So oh. he, he's a Democrat oh. who voted for abortion bans. Wait. He voted for L he voted for don't say gay. He's a Democrat, but a fucking piece of shit, right? That's not a Guess Democrat. what? That motherfucker Bye. just lost his fucking primary to this beautiful young black woman named Ashley Gann. She's an attorney. Oh, yes. So yes, fucking yes, excited. Yes, yes, yes. So she's fucking going to Tallahassee. This is exciting. It's yes. exciting. And guess who else won? Uh, fucking Michelle Rayner won over in oh, St. Pete. Oh, yes. So she'll be going back. Yes. Listen, it's fucking good. Times, it was good. Honey. Let's, the only I want to talk about something. I know it's a down. That's going to be bringing the downer. Oh. But our school board. Oh, honey, that was on my list. <laughs> our school board. Four of our members. Well. Have been pulled and replaced by people with no men. Yeah. Four all women. men mm -hmm. with no experience with no experience and now they're going to be voting on things until the next election well, listen, like, we, like i think you know hillary you told me that it's like a placeholder spot but the one seat that's really upsetting me is this the, the donna corn seat mm -hmm. it's because she's, she's in the middle of an election she has pulled she's been pulled off and replaced she's in the middle of an election and what a normal person would do is say you know what let me do what's right for Broward County and step out of this so that we don't put our school board at risk because if she gets reelected, DeSantis could pull her right back off he will, again. And he will. And he will. Well, okay. But her ego yeah. well, won't always, allow always, this. Always the ego. Like, get, get out. Mm -hmm. Get out. This is ridiculous. Like, if you gave a, a, a care in the world, and again, you only care about yourself. Okay. And how embarrassing that you got pulled off. Yeah, they should how be embarrassed. How embarrassing they that you got pulled off and replaced by DeSantis. But and no. you're going to still knock on people's doors and yes. ask them to vote for you? Yeah, and what and are you all, I don't want to say all of them, but at least three of them were quoted in the paper for the article saying that it was a political fucking witch hunt which is my favorite because we've heard that so many times on the podcast because I'm reading Listen. this article and I was like, this is a fucking muck episode. Like yes. this whole thing. Oh, oh, so we have I want to say something about this. Once things, once yeah. the dust settles. But I want to say something about this because we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of our last episode of like what was happening. So what happened was Parkland shooting happens. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland, it's in Broward. Correct. The DeSantis, it happens. DeSantis says, I want an open investigation to see if the school board had any responsibility. Like, did they react in the way they should have? Was anything missed? Right. right. The I mean, families, you have there's, to do that. The families out there were like, what the fuck? Right. Regardless right? of who DeSantis is, like, that's what you have to do. Yes. I mean. So they start this investigation. It's awful. And Robert Runcie was the superintendent. Like we mentioned last week, he was arrested right. and had to get off fucking thing because he lied to this grand jury. But like, so they start the investigation and as they're looking into the shooting, they're like, what the fuck? They open this other door, right? Yep. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And there was an $800 million school bond to fix all the schools in Broward County that have asbestos leaking roofs. You yes. know, your husband works in a school that's got shit going on. All this construction that's been going on for yeah. like 10 years, something crazy, right? It's the amount Most, of time for these damn schools, yeah. it's ridiculous. Because by the time you even try to go fix it now, all the costs have changed, right? Right. Oh, and I have a friend who works in the construction part of the school 
uh, not for the school, but he works for a company that's like doing the engineering. And he said it's the it's the construction department inside the school that's the worst part. Like they're the ones who like have to. Uh, it's all everything. the red tape. Yeah. It's all the red tape. So so anyway, run C and there then there has to be a better then, way. There is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, go study a fucking building department. Yeah, go look at I how mean, they do things, I, I you idiots. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. So run C was run C and then these four school board members were all found to have been mismanaging, lying to the public, complete incompetence. And let me say something else. There were other school board members sitting on the school board when this investigation was happening that were part of all of that who did not get removed and were not part of this. We want to talk Lori Aladef. Yeah. Um, Nora Rupert. Those were two women who, school board members that were sitting on the school board who were not pointed out as problems and being incompetent because they weren't going along with Runcy and all his bullshit. Right. But these four women were. They so did. So I want to talk about. And, and guess <clears throat> what? If you do it, oh, like, yeah. sorry. You know, let me, I let don't me read care you these. You let me read you these points. It said in the fucking report because I think oh, this is really important. This is good. so that this we can just good. make it clear that this is not a political fucking witch hunt, and it's your fault, ladies. Yes. And, and Runcy, it is your fault that fucking Desantis had to remove you, and now and, and put and four jeopardize and not, jeopardize yeah. our school boards. It's not and DeSantis, jeopardize our schools. It's not Desantis trying to take over the school board. If you hadn't done this thing. Then he can't do it. If A hadn't happened, B wouldn't have happened. Correct. You know, so let's stop fucking blaming DeSantis. And you you know, it's like we threw this in DeSantis's lap. Yeah. The one school district, a fucking, the one school district in the state of Florida that Mm. he hasn't really been able to dig his, he tried hand in. He's tried. Remember with the mask? Yeah. He tried to make the mask mandate in the school. Right. And he, he said, tried. I'm not going to pay you. And he tried. tried to hold their salaries. Right. Like he's, he, this is a gift to come after Broward school. Can you it's imagine? a fucking gift for DeSantis. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And the fact, again, that that lady, even Corn. knowing yeah. that she was part of this grand jury investigation, still decided to run for her seat. And I got to say the other piece that I'm pissed off about is that the local Broward teachers union. Oop. Where the fuck are you at? Where the fuck are you? Endorsed her. I can't yeah. tell you how many commercials I've seen. And I swear to God, right? That was before. I'm going to say. The devil okay, you know, I suppose. It was before that grand jury report came out. But still, they knew she was under investigation. Well, you better do something and about now that. This, this, uh, this, now it's clear. Now she's been removed. And I swear if I see another commercial for her yeah. or if they dig their heels in about supporting her, There's no I'm going to lose my mind. There's no way they're going to do it. They, they cannot do it. They cannot do it. All right, let me read you these points because okay. I thought they okay. were very okay. interesting. Okay. okay, among other findings and allegations in the report, here we go. Number Ooh. one, Runcy and the school board th- through fraud and deceit mismanaged an $800 million bond referendum, failing to renovate schools and leaving students, quote, in decrepit, moldy, unsafe buildings, end quote. It's Num- true. Number two, the school district has shown, quote, an almost fanatical desire, end quote, to manage its image and, quote, feel that they were at war with the local media, end quote, especially the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Oh, God. Like, well, d- spend your time on what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Number three, the school district delayed installing fire alarms with 40-second delays recommended by a former chief fire official that could have avoided a deadly evacuation during the Parkland shooting. <gasps> They could have rang that bell and the kids could have gotten out. Like more kids could have gotten out of that building. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The business group Broward Workshop, whose membership included Runcie, wielded influence over school board members to keep Runcie in power despite problems in the district. And then five, Runcie frequently lied to the board and the public. Like, and they were covering up for him. These these women were involved in all of that. Why? Why? This is some guy they brought in. 
Yeah. He, if, from elsewhere. It's not like he's someone because that I think it's has a, been part of the community. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that has I been, think it's power. I think it's a way to, if you are in the majority of the power on the board, then you can, right? And now we've got friends on there who's got to work with these fucking knuckleheads that are coming in. Oh my God. Oh, for, well, that's that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I just, I really hope that more people, when they say, oh, DeSantis pulled them and that's not fair. It's just like when he pulled um, Sheriff Israel, Scott Israel. He's Scott got Israel was corrupt as fuck yeah. and should have been pulled. Yeah. Stop defending that motherfucker. Same thing here. Yeah. These women did the wrong fucking thing. Thank you. They did the wrong thing. And, we, and they, they left our children in unsafe positions. If any other school shooting had happened, that's under their watch as well. Yeah. If you don't protect our students or make sure their health is okay when they're going to school. What good are you? What good are you? You have failed our students, our children. Fuck out of here with this it's, bullshit. It's, and, you know, we. I hate DeSantis more than anything. Yeah. However, <laughs> yes. as a governor, he's got, I mean, we saw, no, and I covered right a, a yeah. story too. Where that like, fantastic story. Yeah. That was the, the and, most and, fun. And, and, I so love that stupid. fucking story. It's so stupid. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I love that story. Whatever. And, and, and then it's just... We can't, no, we can't play the games that the Republicans play, right? This is how we get like, shitty candidates. If we yeah. accept Donna Corn again, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we, oh, it's God. like just to opening our arms and how it's like, we're badly, we're, we're, we're badly like, uh, abused children. Yeah. We're just like, love me again. Oh, you <laughs> want to be a candidate? Please come play with us. No, we oh, don't fucking God. need that. We, we are better. We deserve better. Yes. We deserve better than this bullshit. We do. All right, are oh, we ready? Shit, we got to start. We got to start. All right, let's go. Ooh. All right. First. Today, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the story of presidential candidate oh. Yetta Bronstein. Oh. Jewish mother Yetta Bronstein ran for president in the 1964 election. Mm. But oh boy. voters ultimately learn that she never existed. What? Yes. This is like such a kooky story. It's like, I saw it and I was like, oh, this will just be like a fun little thing to wow. do. Yeah. So our story takes like place. like catfish. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so our story takes place. I love place. that show. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. I, so I'm By watching, way, I'm oh, watching yeah. a, oh God. M- Anti-tail. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's the ultimate catfish story, by the I, way. I just finished it. It's so oh, fucking good. I just good. started it and I'm like, how? No, I Why? know. I know. But that's and it's how like the whole, I think it's like his religious background. All yeah, stuff he's like just, I, I and he's lonely it. or whatever. But I just watched the 10th anniversary, um, the new Catfish episode because I buy them on oh. Amazon Prime. And the new one was his 10th anniversary. And they're like, they went through year by year and took like the, the most, <gasps> uh, like the best like episode the for each one. Catfish. Like here's the top Catfish episode from oh, 2017, no. 1990, whatever, uh, 2017. I knew every fucking <laughs> one. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know this one. It's Red and Jaleesa. Oh, like, my God. It's so fucking I good. remember that show when it first came out oh like 10 years ago. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with fucking <sighs> Catfish. But every time you're like, how the fuck does this happen? But that yes. Manti Teo, Teo oh, is God. such a great... Go watch it on Netflix. It's three episodes. So sad. It's very sad, but he's an incredible human being. Yeah. Like, that was the worst part. Is he's just such a nice guy. A nice guy. guy. And then, like, his whole reputation. Yeah. Oh. And he worked so hard his whole life. And then it was just like, Wah. Yeah. But listen, it could happen to anybody. Really, it depends on, like... Where you are in life, yeah. are you heartbroken? Are you sad? Are you lonely? And yeah. like someone just comes in and takes advantage of you. Oh, it's terrible. Girl. 
All right. right. So Sorry. our story right. takes place in the Bronx, 1964. Ooh. And at that time, President Lyndon Johnson was running for re-election. Oh, that big dick. Ooh, B-D-E. <laughs> yeah. Johnson with his Johnson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that Johnson shower. Go oh listen to my, Tina oh covering uh, Lyndon B. Johnson in his yes. dick shower. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, so running for re-election against Republican Barry Goldwater. Mm. And supposedly... Yetta was a middle-aged Jewish housewife mm. or like late middle age. Like she was like, I th- may have been like a, maybe had a grandkid, like sort of like this matronly yeah. woman married to a New York cabbie. And so look, this whole story, there's no like major incident. None of that. Like this is just a little different than what I usually do. Mm. But uh, Yetta was this write-in candidate and the party that <laughs> she was a write-in for was the best party. And right. her platform centered on creating national bingo. <gasps> Uh, I'm in. That voters could get 16 ounces for every pound. And, you know, P.S., a pound is 16 ounces. <laughs> and she also offered hot dogs and bagels in exchange for votes. Well, hot dogs <laughs> and bagels? I know. Let's go. Well, who's the genius who made that bagel dog where they wrapped it around? Oh, yes, yes, hot dog? yes, yes, yes. Awesome. So, some other campaign promises uh, moving congressmen off of a salary to straight commission. Uh, <laughs> like for every bill they pass, yeah, they get some money. They get, they get commission. <laughs> now uh, we're talking. Allowing guns in the home but the velocity of bullets would have to be reduced by 95 (laughs) percent and um the notorious narratives podcast noted that they also promised uh to put truth serum in the senate's water supply (laughs) and groovy history added that she wanted a mental detector to go along with the metal detectors. So oh my God. It's just like someone who hates congress. It's just like kooky kooky and then some other um campaign promises that the New York Times reported was putting a suggestion box on the White House fence. (laughs) And this one was so funny um, that the postage stamp for the year should have a nude pic of Jane Fonda, you know, for those who couldn't afford Playboy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you need a magnifying glass to like jerk off. Can you imagine that? I mean, what is a dude basically? A dude made this up. No, no. What? So um, their slogan or her slogan was vote for Yetta and things will get better. <laughs> uh, all right. End the story. It's over. This is ridiculous. And her other slogan was put a mother in the White House. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. All right. I'm here for so, this. Um, and then, and I have a screenshot of this letter. She wrote a letter to um, uh, LBJ essentially <laughs> saying like, look, I'll bow out of this race. Yeah. Just make me your running mate. If you make me your running mate. And then she puts, quote, just think of all the votes we could swing running together. Your family and I have not met, but they're wonderful people. I love the way you ride a horse. We oh. would all get along very well. Oh, yeah. She's trying to get fucked. Is she trying to get fucked? Like the way you ride a horse. Is that the oh, way you would flirt in 1964? That, so funny. I was yeah. like, what is this line? Hot. So funny. So, but who is Yetta really? Yetta was Jean Abel, and she was the creation of Jean and her husband, Alan. And they were known as these like professional pranksters. Like they oh. made a career out of pranking, <laughs> like 60 years of pranking. Oh my God. And, Yetta, they, and they love each other. They found yeah, each other. This is How like two, what they do. Two lovely, loving pranksters. Yeah. So oh my God. Yetta was a character from an improv act that they did. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, like she should run for president. And so um, in an interview with WLRN, Jean recalled the character of Yetta and said, quote, Yetta Bronstein lives in the Bronx. She has a boy named Marvin. He plays the drums badly. And one day she decides to run for president. <laughs> like They have a whole character. They developed. have a whole yeah. thing. And so 
she was pretty young at the time. Like she was like in her twenties and she explained to WLRN that quote, I only appeared on radio. So like people were like, Mm. Oh, let's interview you. And she would only do radio ads. She says, I only appeared on radio because I was then only in my twenties and I was blonde and not a Jewish mother. Oh my gosh. One interview freelance writer, William Honan said that Yetta wanted to do her own housekeeping. If she won the white house, he added (laughs) quote, um, that, that I think she said this, that quote, I figure we need a Jewish mother in the White House. A mother will take care of things. Maybe our country could use a queen, you know? It certainly wouldn't do any harm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so the, the campaign had all these like pictures of this matronly woman and, you know, wow. this isn't Jean. And the photo, it turned out, was a picture of her husband, Alan's mom. So oh they just my put her gosh. It's perfect. The, um, all of the can. I have like the campaign poster and everything. And then I have this cute picture of her like on a bicycle um, after <gasps> everything came out and they interviewed her about oh like this my gosh. sort of stunt stuff that they did. So they even went to like the Democratic National Convention. What? They got folks to march with uh, a Yetta for president signs and like. Was, and it was the mother in law walking? I don't know, but oh. they were, you know, like, it's like campaign people, like, yeah. hey, we're here for Yetta. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they had, like, sure. Wow. Yeah, it's like they did the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. And the best part of the prank is, like, no one realized that it was a prank, you know? Oh like, God. so it goes on. And um, sort of the aftermath of all of it, after the election, of course, like, Yetta didn't win. And she didn't win a single district, like nothing. Yeah. Like she's like this right in Canada. Like people yeah. don't know probably outside of like New York or where yeah. she tried to go. And uh, she wrote a book under the pen name Yetta Bronstein called The President I Almost Was what? about like the whole like campaign oh and all the things. Oh my gosh. And you can still find it on like online. I saw like various copies, like you can still get on like used copies on Amazon oh and maybe gosh. new ones. I don't know. And then her husband, Alan, also wrote a memoir um, called The Confessions of a Hoaxer. And I found one article from uh, Groovy History that noted she ended the presidential campaign with a campaign uh, to run for governor against Wallace in Alabama. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. So and then she ran for um, president again in 1968. So like this and it's like I, I've never heard of this story. And still like, nobody knew it was. Um, I think. But then like, you know, people forget. I don't know. Yeah. But. So some points of interest, she recorded cover songs for the campaign. Like she did covers of the Beatles. Like I want to hold your hand and put out like these records. Like they were like all in. I mean, they have they a lot of time on their hands. I, how are they doing all of this? This yeah. is crazy. And uh, the presidential hoax wasn't even their most famous hoax. Like their most famous hoax was they created a fake organization called the Society for Indecency to Naked Animals. <laughs> and, and the purpose was to put pants on animals. And their slogan was, a nude horse is a rude horse. <laughs> like, imagine oh this God. is what you do with your time. It's so funny, though. <laughs> you just picture a horse wearing pants. Yeah, it's, it's so like fucking funny. Thing. Oh, my God. Um, that's so good. The StoryCorps, uh, they, they were on StoryCorps. So there's an article in, like, the whole, like, you can mm, listen to it. And they that. noted that Alan even faked his own death. What? Which led to um, a redaction. It was the only time the New York Times had to do a redaction for an obituary because like, the whole thing was fake. Oh my gosh! He did a film um, that his, with his daughter called Abel Raises Cain, mm. and I wanted to just talk about a couple of their other pranks. Like they did a, a ton, but there were like two that I thought were really funny. One, they thought they started a campaign, uh, Citizens Against Breastfeeding, like oh just a like, stupid thing. <laughs> and then the one that was like really really funny was. Um, they end up um, pranking HBO. 
Mm. So in 1999, so um, HBO had a show called Private Dicks <laughs> and they put an ad out in like the paper asking for men to talk about their penises. So he wrote in, it was just like, we want to talk about men about their genitalia yeah, and like yeah. whatever, like, you know, have these conversations. And he wrote in telling HBO that he had the smallest penis in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> and they were like, oh, great, we'll interview you. So they interview him and he's like all over the documentary, the documentary airs. And then they're like, oh shit, this was big. <laughs> Can you imagine? The clips are so funny. I love so- comedy that like you're putting yourself out there. Like I mean, he's literally on TV saying he's got the tiniest dick yeah, on the planet. Like yeah, that to me is so, so fucking funny. so funny. Oh my God. But they keep him in the documentary because he's everywhere and he was so funny that they're like, whatever, fuck it, fuck it it's <laughs> out, right? I'm sure nobody's watching HBO at that point. It's probably yeah. it was like, you know, it's just I mean, starting well, maybe. Well, it's 1999. It's like right around oh the Yeah. He's How old there. are these people? So, so he's, because they were like in their 20s during Linda. He was like an old man. He's like, oh, a, he's an old man, like interviewing. He's still talking. pranking. Yes. Jeez. He pranked like for 60 years. Like that was their life. (laughs) Oh my God. God. But that was, I mean, they did so many other pranks that were like ridiculous. So you could go, he has a page and you can look at all of their hoaxes and it gives like a lot of info, but that's it. That's the story. It's like a short and sweet, but I thought it was so funny. It's very funny. Yeah. uh, The presidential candidate prankster. (laughs) Yetta. Yeah. Yetta. But how fun is that? Oh, it's so much fun. Also because- uh especially now like well, even then like politics was so serious yes. you know i mean yes doesn't always have remember the rent is too damn high like i say that all the fucking time yes. like the rent is too remember that guy with the <laughs> yes. gloves and the fucking hat and that mustachio <laughs> like he was like a fucking character oh my but sometimes God. you need like these characters like to fucking yes. balance out the, the craziness of it yes. all i love it but and what fun like i mean just to <laughs> come up with these ideas yeah. and like move but forward even, and like, like get people to really, be- I mean, they, yeah. got, they had all these other groups like angry at them because they would make up these fake things and yeah. people like took it seriously and they would freak out. Like, but the other part is like when you're like, when, you know, they're just rolling with it. No one's, no one's investigating it. Yes. Because, and that's how catfish is. People just go along with it instead of just cause they want to believe it. Right. And nobody looks into it. Like with the Manti, Manti's, um, girlfriend like he would talk he was talking for months about this girlfriend and how she died or whatever and nobody was looking into it until there was a tip sent that was like this girl's not real and then this one (gasps) organization like one you know publication starts looking into it but like people were it was such a believable story that people thought it was true and then like oh and his whole reputation because then they think he's in on it yeah it's really like sympathy and oh i gotta finish watching it watch that and also i want you to watch the documentary i maybe you've seen it i just killed my dad i just started that one too it's fucking amazing it's fucking amazing it's uh, again oh. also three episodes i'm in the i'm in, i'm like halfway through the first one it's another it's one like, of these things where i'm like, not sure i i, I we'll talk oh. about it when you're finished okay. but like uh, how a child is just not saved or like nobody just takes this kid and pulls him out like it's just so fucked up to me it's such a great fucking but i'm sure this happens all the time there's oh no way this God. is like an isolated incident oh, no. you know it's just such an incredible Maybe he took it to an extreme that yeah the the, the father haven't. was was yeah. Oh. All, All right. right. Let me get let me some settle, coffee and then we will in. start my story. Okay. 
Hey, this is Russ. This is Kyle. This is Michelle. From the Infectious Groove Podcast. Join us every Monday for the most fun you can have with a music podcast. The Infectious Groove Podcast uses a positive and fun approach as we take time every week to share our jammy jams, then dig into a thought-provoking topic discussing all decades and genres of music. You can find the Infectious Groove Podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can head to infectiousgroovepodcast.com to find us there and subscribe. We might have a controversial opinion here or there, but we always have fun with it. Oh, I'm sure I'll say something dumb. Subscribe to the Infectious Groove Podcast, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. All right. All right. <clears throat> Buckle up. Uh-oh. Because today, uh-oh, I am covering <gasps> the attempted kidnapping of Governor Whitmer. <gasps> I almost did this this I know. week. I almost I did it. it. I had to send had it, it to Alfredo. I had and it I was like, down. I better get to it before fucking yes, Tina does. Because I, a... I was like, I'm waiting for the trial to, you yes, know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do it next week. Maybe I'll mm. see about the sentence, I, you know, but yeah. I'm so glad you did it because I didn't get to dig in or do any yeah. details of it. And I want to know So it's, it's everything. A, it's a little bit longer because I really thought it was important to go through the timeline yes. and really look at how detailed this planning was oh yeah it was this was not like oh let's just go grab her no it was very much like planned out and so i think it's really important to remember that how frightening no i mean fucking insane insane okay so i just did a little bit of background about her because the other part is just so long yeah um so let's get into it. Uh, okay. So Gretchen Whitmer was born August 23rd, 1971. She's oh, not much older she's like than us. us. Yeah, in Lansing, Michigan. Um, her father was head of the State Department of Commerce under Governor William Milliken and was the president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue, Cross Blue Shield of Michigan between 88 and 2006. And her mother worked as an assistant attorney general. So after graduating from Forest Hills Central High School, um, she earned a BA degree in communications from Michigan State University in 1993 and a Juris Doctor from Detroit College of Law at Michigan State University in 1998. So she ran in the 90s for the House, Michigan House, and she, she didn't win. And then she ran again in 2000, and she won to represent the 23rd Legislative District. She was reelected in 2002 and 2004. And then in March 2006, she won a special election to the Michigan State Senate. Oh. And was reelected to that seat in 2010. In 2011, Whitmer's Democratic colleagues unanimously chose her to be the Senate Democratic leader, wow. uh, making her the first woman from uh, first woman from any party to rep- to lead a caucus in the Senate. Okay. Um, and due to term limits, she left office in 2015. Mm. Um, one of the things that she was kind of known for, I suppose, is uh, in 2013 she received national recognition. When she discussed her her experience of being sexually assaulted. Oh. She reminds me of our good friend, uh. Lauren Book. Um, she told the story during a debate about abortion rights, particularly for victims of rape, arguing victims should be allowed to terminate pregnancies from uh, that result from rape. And also, um, I didn't want to gloss over it, but uh, right now she's working to protect uh, abortion in uh, in Michigan because of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh. She's trying to like codify it, basically, in Thank Michigan. God. Um Thank okay. God they have a governor that has some sense. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. I, know, I wouldn't know. I, I know. I don't know what that's like. No I forget. Idea. I was um, too young. <laughs> January 3rd, 2017, <laughs> Whitmer announced that she would run for the 2018 Michigan gubernatorial race. And on August 7th, 2018, she became the Democratic nominee for governor after winning all th- 83 counties in the state. Wow. Yeah, in the primary. Wow. So she's it's amazing. Beloved. They like her. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's pretty amazing. Yeah. She, first of all, she's beautiful, which, you know, to look at. I mean, I know that seems ridiculous, but 
sometimes in politics, you know. Right. And then she talk, she she just knows the issues and she's really smart. And so she comes across like, I mean, she's great. So she said that if she was elected, elected, she would focus on improving Michigan's fundamentals, such as schools, roads, and water systems. The roads in Michigan are fucking awful. They're terrible. Yeah. Like potholes the size of my house, you know? <laughs> Whitmer defeated the Republican nominee in the November 6, 2020 election by nearly a 10-point margin. Wow. Yeah. And she's currently right now running for a re-election in 22. Okay. So one of the, uh, just two of the issues that I want to get into that she was really big on, which I kind of love is the legalizing weed in 2018 as a candidate for governor, Whitmer spoke at hash bash to endorse proposal one to legalize recreational cannabis in Michigan. Okay. Whitmer noted that she had been a longtime supporter of legalizing cannabis. And she said, quote, before it was politically fashionable and that it was the right time to get it done. So maybe we can get to work filling those damn potholes and regulate it so it doesn't get in the hands of kids. In 2019, as governor, she reappeared at Hash Bash after they had passed recreational marijuana um, uh, in in Michigan uh, via recorded video message saying, quote, we worked hard. We got it done. We made recreational marijuana legal in the state of Michigan. All right. Good for her. Amazing. Um, Okay, so she kind of becomes more well known on the national stage when COVID hits. Right. And and all of the the things that she did in Michigan, like the lockdowns and things that she did to protect. Oh, God, I just remember such like backlash from the crazies yeah like she was in the news all the time like people flipping the hell out it was like bonkers yeah so that's kind of how she's like like we're just you know this is something unprecedented we've never seen anything like this and the reaction of some people still blow my mind i know we were in lockdown for like zero days, basically. It was like 30 days. I think yeah. that's it. I think that's it. So like she three, went, yeah. she issues a stay-at-home order, right, in response to COVID-19 in March 2020. The order was met with broad pu- public support approval. A March uh, poll found that 69% of Michigan's uh, Michigan residents supported her actions, including 61% of self-identified Republicans. After Whitmer extended the order and tightened restrictions in April because it wasn't good. Whitmer was getting yeah, worse. Yeah, it was getting worse. Um, an eight-hour protest against the restrictions organized by the the Michigan Conservative Coalition and co-hosted by the Michigan Freedom Fund Ugh. attracted between 3,000 <laughs> 4,000 protesters to the Michigan State Capitol. So this is another way she becomes, right? Like, it's not just like people complaining about the um the masks and like or the yeah, stay at home no, orders. Now is, the protesters are coming out. And you right. remember- And this is because of Trump. Yeah. This is because of Donald Trump right. and his leadership. Yeah. And do you remember that they were like blocking the roads to the yes. hospitals and like p- doctors and ambulances who yes. were people were like dropping dead and couldn't breathe because of COVID and how bad it was. They were blocking roads to hospitals like with their trucks and all their fucking bullshit. Like it was Such insane. And so this is how, so you know, she selfish. became more and more nationally known yeah. because of that. Right. New York Times columnist Charlie Warzel described the demonstration as, quote, twisted, paranoid, and radicalized, end quote. And it was pushed by conspiracy theorists such as Alex Jones. Janine Pirro of Fox News praised the protesters saying, quote, God bless them. It's going to happen all over the country. Oh, my God. This is in the beginning of COVID. But this is their fault. (laughs) Yes, Because if Fox News, if Alex Jones, keep your mouth shut and say, and have a president, have a leader saying, no, 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 we all need to be in this together, but we don't have that yep no the republican party doesn't have that and again like that newsom said like if you guys don't get out from under this this thumb of trump or this idolization whatever the hell you guys are doing like stop drinking the kool-aid yeah we are screwed as a country like you gotta like see this craziness absolutely like take the blinders off it's nuts it's really scary it's nuts yeah 
At the time of the protest, more than 1,900 people in Michigan had died from this virus, oh right? So, like, people are, it's, this is a real fucking thing, right? right? On April 29th, a Michigan judge upheld the order against legal challenge. They were trying to sue to get it taken away, right? And the judge was like, listen, motherfuckers, this is a great quote from the judge. Quote, our fellow residents have an interest to remain unharmed by a highly communicable and deadly disease. And since the state entered the union in 1837, it has had the broad power to act for the public health of the entire state when faced with a public uh, crisis. Yes. Unquote. Get over it, bitches. Yeah. The family of the first child to die of coronavirus in Michigan expressed support for Whitmer's decision to extend the stay-at-home order on the grounds that social distancing would save lives. Lavandria Herbert, the child's mother, said, quote, I want to go say thank you to our governor for making people go home, end quote. I mean... In May 2020. They just don't care about people. No. They don't care about people. It's a, the most selfish group I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. In May 2020, Detroit-based rapper G-Mac Cash released a song called Big Gretch in support of Whitmer, hey. Whitmer and her handling of the pandemic. In okay. 2020, amid her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as, uh, as, as well as after tweets in which Trump attacked her and called her, quote, that woman from Michigan, end quote, Whitmer gained a greater national profile. Whitmer was on the shortlist for VP picks uh, because of oh, her. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> for... Uh, um okay so let's get into this so we all know who she is michigan uh governor she's fantastic people love her but it's now covid and these motherfuckers don't like all this shit right so uh on uh, october 8th 2020 the fbi announced the arrests of 13 men suspected of orchestrating a domestic terror plot to kidnap gretchen whitmer and otherwise using violence to overthrow the state government it's it's wild half of the suspects wild half of the suspects by the way this is before january 6th yes so this is like the, it's I, the I build like, up it's yeah, the build up i like to refer to this like even when they went into the state capitol and she was in her office like yeah. that was a pre-january that's yeah. like a, preview. a precursor a precursor yeah. yeah and if you don't think this would happen in florida you are fucking oh sorely God. mistaken please that little gra- definitely if happen. chris gets elected imagine i'm knocking on wood this motherfucker gets elected He's going to be hiding in his office, that little grasshopper. He better be protected. Protect him at all costs. <laughs> that little grasshopper. Come on, grasshopper. <laughs> Come on, grasshopper. Hop right into the governor's mansion for fuck's oh sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So oh my God. <laughs> half of the suspects were tied to a paramilitary militia group that called themselves the Wolverine Watchmen. Oh, I my. I mean, you fucking nerds. These guys. Yeah, Wolverine don't want anything please. to do with you. Like, he doesn't oh. want anything to do with you, motherfuckers. They think they're so tough. <laughs> such nerds they think they're so <laughs> tough i'm sorry i'm sorry no one's touching your dick <laughs> i mean i gotta tell you if you had somebody to fuck you wouldn't be in the woods pretending to be in the military you know what i'm saying I like mean, these I are just angry they're angry men they're fucking angry they're angry men by the way have you watched uh i've been watching a lot of netflix documentaries obviously <laughs> have you watched the um uh, Woodstock 99 documentary. I have not watched it yet. My Watch husband it, watched it. It's amazing. He but said, as this is happening and they're like, the whole fucking shit goes crazy and they're like rioting there, whatever. I said to myself, like I was watching it with my daughter and I was like, these are, they're in their twenties. I said, these are the same guys who were on January 6th. Right. Storming the Capitol. Like this is the same amount of anger and craziness that happened that day. Like this is the same people. They're just grown up yeah. and they're fucking storming the gap, uh, the Capitol. Oh my God. Girl. So um, six of the suspects were charged in federal federal court while the other seven were charged with state crimes. A week later, the 14th suspect was arrested and charged in state court. So I'm just going to give you their names. I'll mention their names throughout 
the timeline. So here's who was arrested. Joseph M. Morrison, Adam Fox, Ty Garbin, Barry Croft, Caleb Franks, Daniel Harris, Brandon Caserta, Pete Musico, Sean Fix, Eric Molitor, Molitar, Michael and William Knoll, their twin brothers, Paul Beller, and Brian Higgins. Okay, so preceding the 2020 United States elections, law enforcement officials, members of Congress, and other uh, groups tracking extremism in the country warned about uh, the increasing threat of potential from militia and far-right groups. We knew this was coming, right? It was a buildup. It was during the election. We saw this with Trump. Yeah, because it was, because again, Mm -hmm. under his failed leadership, it was, you know, they're going to steal the election. They're going to steal, like he, he is like preempting his loss. Yeah. And you know what? Also, I don't know if I include if I keep it in here, but I read a lot about too that some of them were so far to the right they thought Trump was a fucking tyrant and a traitor. And I was like, damn! Like they, wow. yeah. Some of them were just like he if he like if he for a second, you know, moved on an issue or something. They're like, oh, he's fuck him. Like it was so wild. Oh it's my like, god! It's like that, it's like it's like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene saying defund the FBI. Yeah, they're it's, it's like she's going so far to the fucking left. Right? She's now uh, left. Didn't Biden just say to call her the other day? Like, uh, <laughs> I hate, like that woman. Like he just kind of like yeah. dismissed. Like I mean, he doesn't she, know who she is. It's got to be embarrassing to have to serve with her. Oh I'm sorry. God. You must be so embarrassed. Ew. And she's. Ugh. The Anti-Defamation League identified Michigan as a state where the modern militia movement found its roots and where a member of militia groups remain a number of militia groups remain active. Wow. However, John Lewis, a research fellow at the Program on Extremism at George Washington University, said the Wolverine Watchmen group, which the suspects were members of, quote, flew under the radar and quote, adding, quote, this is simply not a big group that we'd ever heard of. So they're quote. just like a, a handful of guys. Yeah. So, and they're not like maybe posting on all those message boards and well, all Well, they that's- are, but I think that they, so what happens is they're like, they're like an offshoot of the Michigan militia, which is a larger oh. group. And I think that at some point they left that group oh, because they, they weren't as off. violent as they wanted oh. them to be, right? So the day after the suspects See, were arrested, the day after the suspects were arrested, the Michigan militia issued a statement disavowing the group. Oh my God. So when you have like a really <laughs> garbage group having to say like, you're not a part of us, Jesus. Oh my God. Also like militia just fucking scares the shit out of I me. Know. Why is that so scary? No, Well, cause it sounds like armed and oh, violent. Oh my God. And take over. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Other Michigan based militia groups also distance themselves from the plotters actions and intentions. The Michigan Home Guard, a militia that one of the suspects had once been a member of before being kicked out earlier this year, released a statement condemning the Wolverine uh, Watchmen's actions. The, the Wolverine alleged- Watchmen. It's so dumb. <laughs> Who comes up with this? A Wolverine. Is that the, is that a mascot of one of these colleges? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it Michigan? University yeah, of Michigan? I think so. The Wolverines. Yep. <sighs> and then the but Wolverine and Watchmen are both like, like comics. Uh, comics too. So, you know, they're bringing it all in. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're tying it all together. Lord. They, they didn't realize, though, you know, um, that they're not the heroes of this story. Right. They think they are. They're the heroes. <laughs> the alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer developed from June through September of 2020. So this That's short, a long, but still. It's three months, but it's enough time. That's three months of planning. By the way, we're right. That's still the beginning of COVID, yeah. right? Like it's still during COVID. Oh, God. So it was, to me, clear that the, her actions with the COVID precautions is really kind of what led to her being it, it a target. Put, it put them over the edge. Yeah. Within the week preceding the Wolverine Watchmen arrests, there were at least three other state and federal arrest operations linked to the Boogaloo movement, to which the Watchmen, uh, Wolverine Watchmen groups ideologically, ideolog- uh, I can't say it, adhered. Okay, so here I had to look up the Boogaloo movement. Have you ever heard of this? 
No. Okay. So the Boogaloo movement, whose adherents are often referred to as Boogaloo boys or Boogaloo boy, like with B-O-I-S. <laughs> I always go boy. Boy. Boys, right? Yeah. Is a loosely organized far-right anti-government extremist movement in the United States. It has also been described as a militia. So adherents say, uh, adherents say that they are preparing for or seek to incite a second American civil war or second American revolution, which they call the Boogaloo or the Boog. What? Why? Because they want their, what is their, what is their uh, agenda? I think the second amendment is a big thing. Oh I think my that's, God. These I really people, think that's what it is. These people. Because they got those guns and they don't want you to take oh the guns, which God. is an extension of their dick. You know, go, don't take my dick. Don't say don't take my guns. Say don't take my dick away from me. Because <laughs> that's really what this is. It's really what it is, right? Come on. Yeah. Well, it's power. It's control. It's yeah. all of that But isn't that fear. all with men come from their dicks? Like, isn't I mean, that what that all is about? I think it's also like, you know, I, I'm sure that they're a bunch of white men, you know, yeah, and, they're all and these, they want yeah. that, that maintain their racial power. I'm <sighs> sure that has a lot to do with it too. So it's got to be exhausting to be this fucking angry all the time. Although... I'm this angry all yeah. the time. I just don't want a gun in my hand when I'm no, angry. That would be bad. I can't imagine being in the lives of these people. That, these yes, people, but I'm they sure live have with parents. their families. Like they usually live on a compound together. Like that's the other part. Is yeah, like, but do they some become of them all like, want to be on that? You know what I mean? Like do knows? the wives and the kids, like you know, they, the listen, kids don't have we, choices to listen, be on that you compound. You know, we talk about these political wives and how they go along with it. Like who knows? Who there, knows? There's a lot of women who are, there's a lot of women on January 6th. That's true. Screaming at the camera. Yeah, they made one of them a martyr, the one who they, they yeah. the, that died because yeah. she doesn't listen. That's a shame. Bye. Bye. So Whitmer, the, <laughs> Whitmer, the main target of the plot, had seen her political profile elevate over the preceding months due, due to the COVID outbreak in Michigan and the, her strict restrictions, right. like we mentioned. Um, and she became a target for criticism from far-right groups and, of course, from Donald Trump. Uh, he offered his support for the protesters who were going into the state I capitol, mean, this is calling Whitmer that woman from Michigan, and tweeting on April 17th, quote, in all caps, liberate Michigan, with, like, exclamation points. That's when this he's, is, he's a, culpable. That's a, that's a direct order, yes. if you ask me. He's I culpable. Mean, it's... This is insane. Yeah. I mean, he, this man has he should no, have charges against him. He should. Oh, please. I'm, I'm just, all I want is for this man to be in yeah. jail. That's all I want. And, and, but everyone thinks everything's fake and they create, it's like the, the, the thing about this, 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 these Republicans, these Trump Republicans is that every election is fake. Like we had that woman, <clears throat> we had that woman who just won, um, who lost, I'm sorry, a Florida congresswoman who mm -hmm. lost her race. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, I really won. She's refusing. Oh, right, right, right. Right. Loomer. Because, because Loomer. she's cuckoo. Yeah. Right. So it's the, the funny thing is all of the elections are rigged. But if a Republican won, then it's not rigged. It's yeah. only when a Republican loses that it's rigged. Does that make sense? If they're rigged, they're all rigged. That means if your Republican person won, then that was rigged too. You can't have one thing be rigged and not the other. It's the stupidity the things that they just believe and they're so stupid. I hate to call people stupid, but you guys are stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Well, two weeks after oh he tweets God. this, they stormed the Capitol and you know, they went into the Capitol of 
fucking Michigan. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this plot, right? So the FBI reported that they became aware of, you're going to love, by the way, there's so much in here of like Murderino that we love, oh. like so much shit that, oh. that you and I especially love. Oh, good. The FBI reported that they became aware of group chats on social media in early 2020 threatening to conduct the violent overthrow of state governments and law enforcement, right? So now they're in there tracking their shit. A U.S. Army veteran, Dan Chappelle, had joined the group but became concerned about their use of hunt, a hunting app that could be used to track the addresses of police officers. <gasps> so he's in there like, you know, a regular dude. Well, By the way, a lot, mean, lot of military background, a lot of military background on, on these guys. Yeah. But then he sees that they're, you know, again, a little more there has to be a, he, a, yeah. a, a line drawn for some of these guys. And this guy's like, oh, they're going to kill police officers? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So... He informed a friend and a local officer from an unidentified police department in Michigan who then relayed the concerns to the FBI. During the initial investigation of social media chats, the FBI said they had encountered Barry Croft and Adam Fox. <laughs> the FBI then interviewed Chappelle, who agreed to become a confidential source. Ooh, so he's now a mole. I love yes. it. Get in there. Yeah. So according to many of the alleged plotters, as detailed in a report by BuzzFeed News, their first meetings were arranged by someone who turned out to be a longtime government informant from Wisconsin who paid for hotel rooms and food in, as incentives, right? Wow. So these Let's stupid idiots They're so are dumb. fucking on chats. The police, the FBI are Everyone's fucking totally reading it. They, they're, they're monitoring these chat rooms. They see everything. Good. And they've got fucking people inside these goddamn militias that are planning these plots. It's incredible. Like, that's how they were able to stop this so quickly is that they had everything on tape. Everything was recorded. I mean, bro. Oh, thank God. Oh, so thank good. Thank God. But imagine if that guy didn't feel that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I mean, come on. Um, on March 30th, Pete Musico, a co-founder of the Wolverine Watchmen, allegedly made a comment about placing Whitmer under citizen's arrest and numerous other statements on tape that prosecutors later said had indicted, in, um, sorry, indicated a, quote, violent intent. Intentions by the group to obtain Whitmer's address reportedly went as far as back as April 19th, according to court records. That same month, the Wolverine Watchmen allegedly built a fake house with, a P with PVC tubing referred to as a, quote, kill house. <gasps> And Chappelle showed them how to push inside the building and clear the rooms, according to Chappelle. And Musico would circle the fake house and pretend to wait for Whitmer so he could, <gasps> quote, catch that bitch as she came out the emergency exit, end quote. So they're like running. They're practicing. Drills on how to fucking like clear rooms and like. Oh, my get God. To her. On April 30th, I all mean, members. And then they just go to sleep at night thinking, yeah, the, today went well. Yeah. Uh, today's drill went well. Like yeah. what? Well, also, finally in their lives, they probably feel important, like they're part of something, because they probably are like loner losers, right? I mean, come well, on. But they're, they, they have each other. They have that camaraderie. I right. So know. they're that's yeah. how it happened on January yeah. 6th. It was like everybody was in this group, and yeah. now we have this now plan. And it's like, oh, we're part of something, yeah. you know? Just Even though there's tailgate. no common sense. Just go to a tailgate. You yeah. can have the same thing at a do tailgate. Do a circle jerk somewhere. Like, yeah. just go do something else. Yeah. I mean, there's... Go ride your RVs. Is it RVs? I have no idea. ATVs, yeah. AVs. You know what I'm saying. You know. Go, go out in about. the woods. Go out in yeah. the woods. Shame on you. Yeah. Go get, take do one of those. Uh, they should just go and do one of those steamers out in the woods. You yeah. Know? Go to Burning Man. Yes. Go to Burning Man. Have fun. Yeah. Find yourself. 
Go to the DQ down the street. I don't give a fuck. Just stop trying to overturn the government. Stop trying to overturn the government. And kidnap oh my people. God. What are you doing? There's what, other things to do doing? with your time. You know, there's a, there was a great guy who, he was there on January 6th. He was arrested. He had to go to prison. He lost his fucking job. He had to test. He testified in January 6th committee and his wife is over his shoulder sitting behind him. And this woman was like, the whole time you know her life like everything her husband lost his job he's fucking sent to prison like but she, i could just imagine when she comes when he comes home and she's like what are you doing like what the well, fuck some, are you i doing? mean there were some of those that were like my husband got you know that that had their press conference like my husband's now in jail and this is not right you know that yeah, still this one by, was no because she's not standing went, by her man no she was like what what the fuck i can't believe i'm I on would, national yeah. television i wouldn't even, I wouldn't even television. sit there yeah yeah. Jeez, what are you doing? Oh God, the embarrassment! It's so fucking. Embarrassing. She's got to be to like, know I you married, married a fucking married idiot. This yes, Tina, we just had the same idea at the same time. Ugh. To know you've married an idiot. Oh, well, at some point, everybody's got to realize that. Yeah. I guess. I guess. On April 30th, all members of the group attended an armed protest at the Michigan State Capitol, which prosecutors said was the beginning of opportunities to conduct surveillance. God. Which is, again, they did tours of the cap- United States Capitol yeah. days before January 6th, uh, which was sponsored by members of Congress, yeah. like Lauren Boebert. Mm-hmm. Chappelle reportedly God, heard so whispers gross. about storming the state Capitol during this time, but this did not happen when Michigan State police officers stood ground and granted the protesters access to the building. Remember, the, the police yeah. were like, all right, fucking go. <laughs> oh, God. They're in on it. Uh, on May 8th, the uh, FBI obtained a federal search warrant to review Croft's Facebook account. Agents found messages plotting potential acts of violence, including a May 3rd post referencing a male individual who may be the first and was wanted in custody, in their custody. The FBI claims the individual was South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster. Wow. So they were already talking about other people they were going to do this to. The plot was reportedly hatched in an official capacity on June 6th among a group of about a dozen individuals meeting in Dublin, Ohio, a suburb uh, northwest of Columbus. A confidential source at the meeting reported that the group primarily sought to establish a new self-reliant society that adhered to the U.S. Bill of Rights. Wow. Yeah. It's like... So just the Bill of Rights, just those 10... The pa- Everything the else, fuck it. Yeah. No voting for women. Yeah. Black people are not, uh, r- r- you know, citizens. But, the pa- uh, but, like- but, 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 you know, it's time to move forward. No. Progress has already happened. You can't go back or go. I mean, they always tell us, go, leave Florida, move away, like go somewhere else. But well, maybe the do. U.S. isn't for I you. I feel like they create their own little, like, home, like, um, countries on these on these compounds right and then they want everyone else to abide by it like go somewhere i'm sure there's somewhere in the world Mm. that you know you can feel at home yeah but it's not here participants (laughs) reportedly discussed peaceful and violent actions of achieving this goal with talks shifting to how state governments were allegedly violating the u.s constitution how tyrants should be killed and that those present should return home to recruit neighbors (laughs) A FBI, the FBI subsequently began infiltrating the group online and in person with additional informants in June. A total of 12 informants were ultimately involved in the investigation, according to federal court filing obtained by BuzzFeed News. Starting at that point, the FBI began compiling photographs, video footage, telephone calls, and encrypted messages made by the suspects and storing them as evidence on the oh USB flash drive. The, the best is like <laughs> the 12 people. They were to like about 12 people to begin with. And they're like, wow, look at all these new yeah. members. They're all we fucking must be cops. Really, yeah, we must, we must be really doing something good. We yeah. got all these people on board. Like they're so dumb. I know. 
They're so dumb. <laughs> the content said to consist of, quote, hundreds of hours of undercover audio recordings and more than, than 13,000 pages of encrypted text messages. Wow. After the Ohio meeting, Fox allegedly contacted the militia already being investigated by the FBI, seeking assistance for the plot. So now he's reaching out to other militias. On June 14th, the militia held a field training exercise. That day, Fox contacted one confidential source in a recorded phone call. So he doesn't know he's like a source. Good. Detailing the Ohio meeting and he requests, requested 200 men to attack, attack the state capitol in order to take Whitmer and others as hostages to hold a trial for the governor accusing her of treason. Could you imagine wow. the fucking balls on this guy? Yeah, and to think like, who gives you the right yeah. to, yes. to hold a trial? What what what, what is your legal it's expertise? My part. Like I it's insane. I mean it's fucked like, up. It's insane I know. that you think that you have the right, just because you're a citizen, mm -hmm. to impose your beliefs and accuse someone of treason and you have no like what is <sighs> what he probably Girl. doesn't even know how to read a book. I, I, I'm telling you. What is his background? Yeah, there. You can look them up. They all have different, varied backgrounds. But some of them were like one of the guys was like active in the Marines and had to get was discharged when he got arrested. Like there are people Good. who are like there was a couple of them. Oh my I think God. five or six that actually were military background. Yeah, and the U.S. military needs to think about and how about getting these guys doing. some help when they come home. Like, yeah. how about giving them free mental health help for a year when they come back. Like whether they something. like it or not, it's like therapy. mandatory. mandatory they therapy. can't get their pay or something until they go through yeah. this, like, or while they're in it, whatever. But like, you have to help them work through this. You have to do it. Ugh. During a second amendment event at the state Capitol on June 18th, Fox was recorded by a confidential uh. source attempting to recruit militia group leaders to unite in an effort to attack the state Capitol. Two days later on June 20th, Fox invited individuals, including one confidential source to where he was uh, employed in Grand Rapids. According to the source, Fox collected cell phones to prevent recordings and led participants through a trap door from the main floor through the, though the source was, he wore a concealed recording device unknown to oh, those gathered. So God. he still got recorded even though yes, he took the cell it's phones. the FBI, man. They'll put that little camera anywhere. <laughs> Audio from the meeting provided to the FBI contained discussions of an assault on the Capitol, how to counterattack first responders, <gasps> and the use of Molotov cocktails <gasps> to destroy law enforcement vehicles. What? It was concluded that the group would meet on the first weekend of July where they would discuss plans and perform training exercises. This is... What, but think about it. You know this is happening elsewhere. Yeah, I right believe. now as we speak. Oh, Who sure. knows? For sure. Um, and on a June 25th Facebook video captured by the FBI, Fox held a live stream criticizing the a justice system, the government of Michigan, and the state's order closing gyms, calling Whitmer a tyrant bitch, and stating to viewers, "quote I don't know, boys. We got to do something. You think with me on our other location system? Give me some ideas of what we can do." End quote. I mean, I, I mean, mean, closing the gym. I How else am I just to get yoked? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you Yo, can, you okay, can get my gym. go we're buy kidnap the governor. <laughs> go That's buy a set of barbells. Like I don't get it. Do some push-ups at home. <laughs> what is the big deal? Like, yeah, you can't create go to the a gym. home gym. They you just, fucking dopes. I know. They just want to walk around. They want to no. be all oiled up. They want to shave those arms. Is that? Is this the kind of guys? I have no fucking <laughs> idea. Well, oh my god! I think that that he might have the record for Guinness for the smallest penis. So <laughs> might, I think that that's not a fucking Ooh. prank. The FBI alleges that training first occurred on June 28th in Munich, Michigan, as at a militia member's property with Fox, his girlfriend Ty Garbin, Cal 
Caleb Franks, Caserta, and a confidential source participating in the exercise. Participants were reportedly told to leave if they felt uncomfortable with attacking the government and participating in kidnapping. According to Pete Musico's defense attorney, Fox started making comments about storming the Capitol and during state Capitol during this training session, but there were no there was no agreement from the other members. And Musico Musico expressed a concern about the plan's tactical viability, saying, "Quote: It's a fishbowl. Like basically, they, everybody's yeah, going to be able yeah, to see it. Like what? This guy ends up someone, kind of. This guy Pete ends up fucking have, leaving, and he's like, he dips finally. Like he's like, I'm out. Finally, but yeah. like the fact that you were there so long, dude. That's true. Court documents allege that in addition to storming the state Capitol. There were plans of executing hostages and televising them over the course of a week or locking oh. people or locking people inside the building while the legislature was in session and setting it on fire with the intention of leaving no survivors. They're terrorists. Like even if you're they talking are terrorists. But like even if you're talking like, "Oh, I hate this motherfucker." Da, da, would you ever start saying like you're in a or a, a, a situation where you're planning these things? You're just throwing ideas, right. and this is an idea this that you is have an idea? to burn the fucking legislature to the ground well, with the people inside. Yeah, and, like, and to murder fuck? to murder people live and show it. That's what the we've seen that with Taliban. The Taliban. The extremists, you are a terrorist. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. You are a white domestic terrorist. That's what you are. I mean, God, it's fucked up. Thank God for the FBI to go in there. Oh, my God. Thank God. According to Musico's attorney, from that day to October 1st, there was no activity from the Wolverine Watchmen due to a fight between Fox and Musico. Oh, my and God. And Musico's eventually departed for the, departure from the group. Like, he's like, he, those two started that group together, and Musico's like, I'm fucking out. Like, I can't be a part of this. Like, you know. There should have been more people doing that, right. but again. Um, however, the FBI's confidential source for the investigation said the participants met for weapons exercises in Wisconsin between, between the July 10th and 12th with Croft, Garbin, and a militia member attempting to make an improv- improvised explosive device, an IED, on July 11th, though the device was defective. But they get better at it. Um, at a second meeting in Ohio held on July 18th, audio collected by a confidential source revealed discussions of attacking a Michigan State police station. Though Garbin rejected plans of an assault on the Capitol building, instead suggesting to attack Whitmer's family vacation home on Birch Lake in Elk Rapids. On July 14th, a call recorded by a source, Fox said he researched the governor's office, concluding that Whitmer would not be present there and was heard saying, quote, in all honesty right now, I just want to make the world glow, dude. I'm not even fucking kidding. I just want to make it all glow, dude. I don't fucking care anymore. I'm just so sick of it. That's what it's going to take for us to take it back. We're just going to have to have to. Everything's going to have to be annihilated, man. We're going to topple it all, dude. It's what great freaking conquerors, man. We're just going to conquer every fucking thing, man. End quote. Dude, it's just bro. such this like, dude. Yeah, it's just, but it's such this like, Puffing your yeah. chest kind of conversation. We do this, man. We blew it up, man. Make it glow. Hey, man. You know what make I mean? Make it glow. Make it, make it glow. They got to. Yeah. That sounds like, again, Burning Man. Like, yeah. You know, go. Just, to, you know, fucking ayahuasca, a, some fucking yeah. bullshit. Chill, bitch. Yeah. Go chill. to a rave. They just go fucking, to a rave. They, they made marijuana legal for dudes like you. Yeah, just fucking ch- chill, bro. Chill. <laughs> this guy. Man. Calm it. Calm it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. It's just, there's so much testosterone. <clears throat> there's so much fucking rage. There's so it, much. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't even know. I don't have the words for it right now, but here's this governor like living her life. Yeah. Trying to do what's all, best for the people. Doing what's best for the people. But I mean, talking about going to her family home, like mm. again, like 
I don't care what side of the aisle that you're on or what political party, like politicians, their family should not, it's off limits. Yeah. Your personal home, like that stuff, you know. Absolutely. According to the FBI and sourced audio, Fox could be heard saying, quote, snatch and grab, man. Grab that fucking governor. Just grab the bitch. Because at this point, we don't we do that, dude. It's over. End quote. Uh, they're always calling her a bitch, which is very interesting to me also. They're just very angry at women. Yeah. Participants met in Munich a second time for training on August 9th. And afterwards, they communicated via group calls and chats monitored by the confidential source. In these communications, Fox suggested researching the governor's residence in Lansing and destroying Whitmer's boat. Harris said in a chat, quote, have one person go to her house knock on the door and when she answers it just cap her oh my at this God. point fuck it i mean fuck cat catch her walking into the building and act like a passerby and fixing her and fix, fixing her dome and then herself like end quote wow. like that like just go like you think wow. she's answering the door by the I way <laughs> fucking idiots during further chats on August 18th, participants concentrated on finding the Whitmer's family vacation home and planned on how to escape the area by boat. On August 23rd, participants met at Harris's home in Lake Orion. Orion? Orion. Orion? It's one of the great lakes, I think. Yeah. Uh, where a secret recording was captured of the group discussing surveillance of the vacation home. And Frank shared that he spent nearly $4,000 on night vision goggles with and a helmet. <laughs> yeah, but that's scary because you can... That's like a Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, that movie's so fucking good. Oh, my God. But that, you know? Yeah. And she's there, like, hiding in the corner, and he could see everything, and he's so calm. Oh, God, that scares the shit out of me. A source captured- What are they doing? (laughs) $4,000, by the way. You got- what? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. money. A source captured audio of an August 29th surveillance operation where Fox drove by the Whitmer family vacation home, took photographs, (gasps) and discussed response times of police in the area- with Fox allegedly heard saying, quote, we ain't going to let them let them burn our fucking state down. I don't give a fuck if there's only 20 or 30 of us, dude. We'll go out there and use deadly force, unquote. The next day on August 30th, the FBI said sc- screen captures of the group that showed uh, Garbin suggesting the demolition of a bridge over the Elk River near the vacation home to slow and distract police. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, like they, this, no, this is, like is military. Well, this is yes. a, it's like they're in war. Yes. They're strategizing like they're in war. Yeah. Right? Because she wants people to wear a mask and stay home and not get, in, get COVID. I... Due to recommendations of the Michigan State Police and the Michigan Department of Technology Management and Budget, the construction of a $1.1 million barrier and electric fence at the Michigan Governor's Mansion in Lansing was announced on September 4th after weeks of construction uh, uh, with spokeswoman Tiffany Brown saying, quote, perimeter and security and other safety upgrade quotes were performed. I mean, this had to happen because... Uh, because so there's now, crazy people. Yeah, so now the her house is out, like the Governor's Mansion's out, right? Recording to the... Regarding the security upgrades, the Detroit News wrote, quote, Whitmer, a Democrat who was the first elected, was first elected in 2018, has been a subject of menacing messages at Capitol demonstrations against her past COVID-19 stay-at-home I orders. I mean, it's and, so quote, stupid. So threat, and then they also listed it's out the other so threats. It's so stupid. But like, it, maybe it's, is, is your life so miserable? Like, you don't want to be in your own space? I mean, I remember it was not, um, it was not fun being separated from all your friends and all of that. But we did our, 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 our we had mm-hmm. our pods, remember? Yeah. You can have your pod of people that you're around and mm-hmm. you can sit in the driveway and social, di- like there was ways that you could live mm-hmm. and deal with the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
four thousand dollars make your you could get a home gym for that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you could like spend that money and make your COVID time better like it's it what you know I, girl I, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous like your life didn't end mm. many other people's lives ended because yeah. of your selfishness yeah blocking fucking wow. hospital roads while driving in three vehicles with an undercover FBI agent and confidential source present from a group camp in Luther towards the vacation home of Whitmer on September 12th and early September 13th, Croft allegedly suggested that the group attempt to kidnap Whitmer that night, though the idea was dismissed. Now, again, being in that group and now you're this FBI agent and they're like going to attempt to kidnap Yeah, he's going to be like, he's yeah, in the car. Oh my God. According, according to the FBI, Croft and Fox, who were in the first vehicle, planned on detonating a bomb on a bridge of US-31 in Elk Rapids, photographing the underside of the bridge and deciding where to place explosives. The group in the first vehicle then drove to a boat launch across the lake from the vacation home, waiting for a second vehicle to conduct surveillance on the location. The third vehicle, which was also occupied by, by an undercover agent, was tasked with monitoring for any followers or suspicious activity in the area, like to see if she, wow. maybe someone's roaming, protecting, right, you know, right. keeping Security, an eye on her home. Whatever, yeah. On the way back to Garvin's property, the group discussed abandoning the kidnapping plan and instead destroying the vacation home entirely. Okay, so the final plans now, because we're leading into when they're going to get arrested. Oh my at a discussion God. recorded at Garvin's property on September 13th, Fox said that the plan would strictly be a kidnapping, with the end result reportedly being either the abandonment of Whitmer on a boat in Lake Michigan or her being subjected to a trial as a tyrant in Wisconsin. When a uh, plan to destroy the bridge leading to the lake in order to slow down responding security and police officers was raised, an undercover agent told Fox that the explosive necessary for destroying the bridge would cost about $4,000. The group decided that a final training exercise would be conducted uh, later in October, though Fox pushed for an earlier date the following day. The group decided that a final training exercise would be conducted later in October. Fox ordered the explosive from the undercover agent that same day. Also on that day, Croft and Harris detonated an IED containing shrapnel from near human silhouette targets to test its effectiveness. I mean, that... I mean, they're they're planned. They're planning it, right? But, but, but it's working. How frightening. It's not enough just to detonate, but the shrapnel part is... Yeah really scary yeah and really dangerous and deadly and harmful yeah. and are they thinking about the regular average joe who might be walking by who no. might be around who might uh. be on that bridge you know what i mean they don't know yeah uh, on October 2nd, Fox told a confidential source that he purchased an $800,000 volt taser to be used in the, in the kidnapping. Is there anything stronger than 800,000 volts? Jesus. But does that, that kill you, somebody? I was just going to say, would you have a heart attack with that? Yeah, I think you would. And how do you, how does the average citizen get a taser of that voltage? I don't know. I mean, can you just buy tasers online like that? Maybe. I have no idea. Listen. Oh my God. Those Fox, tasers um, freak me out. The I know. Duh. Yeah. Like, oh, like don't they come used near to make, me with they, that. They used to want women to carry them in their purses in yeah, the but 90s, I think remember? And I was like, like I'm going to yeah. kill myself with this thing. But I don't think they were 800,000 volts, No, no right? way. No way. Fox, Garvin, <laughs> Harris, and Franks planned to meet with an undercover FBI agent to, to purchase explosives on October 7th. And um, though Caserta did not attend, he planned to, because of work obligations, he went back to Delaware. 
um, or Croft returned to Delaware. So all the members involved were arrested um, on the night of October 7th and charges were filed against them the next day. Search warrants and arrests were executed all across Michigan. At least seven FBI field offices, along with the operational divisions at the J. Edgar Hoover building in D.C., were reportedly involved in coordinating the arrests. Several weapons and other items were seized, including at least 1,916 rounds of pistol, rifle, and shotgun ammunition, hundreds of firearms, extended magazines, various silencers, speed loaders, and bomb-making equipment. I mean, they are... They are it's fucking wow. nuts. So Whitmer's response after the arrest, I think she had been told, like, throughout that this was going on. Like, she knew that she was... There was this plan. I think the FBI oh. had to make her aware of what was going on. Oh. That they were investigating this. God, how scary must that be every yeah. day? You hear something, you look, you see someone. Yeah. She spoke out during a live stream held uh, after the plot uh, was revealed by the FBI. She thanked the law enforcement agencies involved in the investigation, calling the plotters, quote, sick and depraved men, end quote, and cast blame on President Trump for refusing to explicitly condemn far-right groups and for his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Whitmer later urged in a tweet that the suspects uh, be called domestic terrorists and not members of any militia organization. In an October 11th interview with Face the Nation, she said security threats against her still existed and that the extremists like the Wolverine Watchmen are, quote, finding comfort and support in the rhetoric coming out of Republican leadership from the White House to our state house, end quote. Whitmer um, wrote about the plot in an opinion piece in The Atlantic on October 27th, where she continued to blame Trump's rhetoric for causing divisiveness in the country. Okay. This is super long, so I'm going to like try to to wrap this up. Um, Six people, Adam Fox, Ty Garbin, Barry Croft, Caleb Franks, Daniel Harris, and Brandon Caserta were charged in the United States District Court for the Western District of Michigan for conspiring to commit kidnapping. Now, that's the federal, those are some of the federal charges. And those federal charges carry a potential sentence of life imprisonment if convictions are obtained. Wow. Yeah. On October 6, uh, 26, federal prosecutors announced the FBI had, quote, found explosive compon- components, end quote, and ghost guns and are considering, do you know what those are, ghost guns? Are they, is it bullets? Is it? No, it's guns that are not traceable. Oh. Like they have no, like they're oh, like no them, serial number. No ser- like they're, but who's making them? Um, I don't know, but I know Christine Hunch, uh, Representative Christine Hunchovsky is working in the state to, to have this, them outlawed, but I don't know. It's, it, apparently this is a huge problem, ghost oh guns. Uh, and are considering uh, f- adding federal terrorism charges after they ana- analyzed. They were now anal- analyzed by experts <laughs> on January fifteenth, twenty twenty one. A judge ordered all six defendants to stand trial on March twenty third, and of course, it was later postponed to October twelfth. Um, Croft, Fox, Harris, Franks, and Caserta pleaded not guilty to charges. <laughs> Like, they have, I mean, you have the evidence is there. Yeah, you have a lawyer who's like, um, here's this stack of right. shit, and you're still going to be like, no? I mean, yeah. get the fuck it out of here. It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. I swear, it wasn't me. <laughs> I was in the it. Uh, it, wasn't it wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I mean, that motherfucker made a whole song about how he didn't cheat. Oh, my God. Honey. Where's that cover band? I want to go back and see that guy. That video oh is fucked up too. Go oh watch that God. video. Guy's like humping all over yes. the house. Um, 
That was like a one hit wonder, right? Like, yeah, I, think so. I don't even know the name of the band, <laughs> but I remember that song. <laughs> <laughs> On January 27th, 2021, Garbin pleaded guilty cons- to conspiring to commit kidnapping. As part of a plea bargain, he agreed to testify against his co-defendants in Good. exchange for no additional charges being filed against oh, him by prosecutors. Scared. Good for you, Garbin. Spill the beans, you yeah, bitch. Um, <laughs> he was sentenced to six years in prison and fined $2,500. On April 28th, 2021, federal prosecutors charged Fox, Crofts, and Harris with conspiring excuse me, to conspiracy to use weapons of mass destruction in relation to the explosives that Fox ordered from the undercover agent. On March 8th, 2022, <sighs> trial began for Fox, Croft, Harris, and Caserta in the United States District Court um, on April 8th, 2022, after five days of deliberation, Caserta was acquitted of the only charge he faced and Harris was found not guilty on all charges while Fox and Croft resung, received a hung jury. So it's very difficult. Like I said, there's like, 5,000, you know, or 15,000 pages of messages. There's all these audio recordings. You got to figure out who was saying what, right? Yeah. So when the jury starts going through it and then like Caserta's lawyers like, oh, this is not what he meant by this. Like there are players, there are major players in this and major organizers and the other guys that are just like, all right, boss, I'll do whatever you want. And so when you start to pick that apart, some guys really weren't as involved. Maybe they were present. Maybe they could have went to the police and stopped it at some point, but they didn't. But so they, right. But the main guys were Fox and Croft, yes. right? Yeah. So the judge yeah. decra- declared a mistrial and ordered Fox and Croft remain in jail until the retrial. On August 10th, 2022, this month, yes. the retrial of Fox and Croft began. And on August 23rd, 2022, <gasps> just this week, Fox and Croft were found guilty of conspiring to obtain weapons Bye. of mass destruction. And uh, they were convicted on other... A Croft was also convicted of other explosive charges. So those were the, I mean, the two. WMDs. Federal, yeah. WMDs. Terrorists. Right? Terrorists. That's what we heard about through the whole uh, George W. Yeah. WMDs from the terrorists. And here we are. Yeah. So you're doing the same thing. So the other you're guys. You're doing the same thing you to are our country. Here, instead of in Iraq, you're doing it here. Yeah. You're the same. Um, I, I'm not going to go. I'm going to skip this whole next part. I'm just going to tell you that these guys, uh, Pete Musico, Joseph Morrison, Sean Fix, Eric Molitor, uh, Michael Knoll, William Knoll, and Paul Baller, uh, Beller uh, were charged with state crimes, not federal crimes. Okay. Including providing material support for terrorist acts, firearm crimes, and gang membership, basically. Good. Um, and in different various degrees, some of them were let go, some were like held and, and found guilty, but I'm, it's, it's too long to even get into. I can't do it. But anyway... That is the attempted kidnapping wow. of Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Girl. Wow. It's long. No, but, but I it's felt good. like it was really important to like yes. go through like this is a very this isn't just like, hey, no, it's a three-month conspiracy yes. to commit th- this crime. This was these they were going into battle. They unrolled the maps, mm-hmm. they looked at the battle points, and they planned this. Yeah. Right, their little imagination. Go to a Civil War reenactment. Go to one of those uh, American Revolution reenactments if you want to play war. Like, what I are you really, doing? You know what I really want? What are you doing? I really want a psychological profile on all of these people. That's what I want. The people who went to January 6th, yeah. the people who did this. Like, I want to know, like, on? what is, there's got to be one thing that they fall for. Like, are they gullible? Like, what is the thing? Or and their then, backgrounds. Is there yeah, something yes, similar in their I mean, backgrounds? Like, the violence. Where does the violence come from? Where does the... The like, hate. Yeah. The ego, too. There's so much ego in this. It, it's just... 
And there are pa- I think there's awful. a level of paranoia that's happening that's kind of bizarre. You know what I mean? When they say they're going to come take our guns, no one's ever going to come take your guns. Believe me, we are the most violent fucking country <laughs> on are. the planet. We no are. No one's it's coming true. to take your guns ever. <laughs> Democrats are too scared to fucking touch that shit. Oh my they God. may ban or want to ban fucking uh, assault rifles, but no one's coming for your shit, motherfucker. Believe me. They're so paranoid. It's like, can we get over it already? No. no. Can we get over it? Oh, girl. All right. Well, that's a that's very it. fucking long that's episode. It. it was a good so episode. Sorry. It's a good episode. Yeah. I really wanted to cover that. So I'm so glad that you did because I saw that. I saw that that trial ended and I was, or whatever these two yeah. guys. And I was like, Oh, Tina's going to jump on this. If yeah. I don't fucking do it. I'm yeah. going to So I was like, <laughs> I, I, I hesitate because I was like, I want to see what they get sentenced. I want to see yeah. what the sentencing is. But then I was like, well, how long is sentencing going to yeah, take? It could be another months from now. We'll find so. out. I think they'll yes. get life. I hope so. I think they will. I, there needs to be a message sent. Yeah. That domestic terrorism is, it's not happening here. Yeah. We're not going to live in fear of an American Taliban. Yeah. Like that's what they are. Absolutely. And I they agree. don't see that. They don't see that they are the thing that they hate. Mm. You know what I mean? It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And it's more about their freedom. It's not about our freedom. They're not fighting for no. all of us. They're fighting no. for themselves, right? right. Like and some they idea don't represent that they have. all of us. It's fucked up. That's oh. why we vote. Thank God. Thank God for elections. Okay. I'm well, so scared of everything. All we right, go. well. We have a little muck coming up, so we're oh, going to yes. go, and we're Make so Make sure excited. you check out Friday's little muck with yes. Kinsey Pollard. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.